Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we honor you tonight. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for the strength to hold on. The strength to hold on to your word and your person. Lord, we know without a shadow of a doubt that our best days are ahead of us. And Lord, we collaborate with the word and press in to our prophetic purpose, prophetic assignment. And Lord, I know that tonight you will help people to align to purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, thank you. Let's, let's have a seat. Uh, I have marked all your faces Those of you that I did not see in camp <laughs> How many of you were in camp meeting? Let me see your hands How many of you enjoyed camp meeting? Just two people You, you need to make the other people feel very bad that's, that's, that's my intention I want that goal to be accomplished How many of you were in camp meeting? How many of you enjoyed camp meeting? Uh-huh. Just make those people feel as the badder you can make them feel. <laughs> Amen. But we had a good time in camp, and uh, uh, I think my voice is still recovering. So this is not the finest. <laughs> Praise God. But I believe that um, God has a word for us tonight. Uh, there are very few times Let's pray Father thank you because I'm anointed To teach your word Thank you Because your people are anointed to receive And to get our faith is built up In the knowledge of the person of Jesus I pray that light and understanding Will come forth in and through your word In Jesus mighty name we pray There are very few times In my Ministration Or the teaching of the word of God where God gives me a prophetic word to teach. Now, primarily, I'm a pastor Bible teacher. So, I'm a pastor teacher. Of course, I don't teach other things. So, my, my primary gift will be that of a, of a shepherd and a, and a teacher of the word. And so, what that, what that entails is that, you know, I do my studies. The Holy Spirit enlightens me. I try to teach people what the word of God says. But there are a few times where the Lord drops a phrase in my heart And it is not for me to teach it in that sense But to impart it I remember one, one day the Lord gave me on the generosity of the king And, and that, was, that, was, that was a prophetic teaching On how the, the king provided for Esther out of his generosity And that if you listen to that message and, and receive what is in that message, it can break the yoke of lack over your life. But after the camp meeting, I was, um, 
not like I was really getting ready to preach or looking forward to what I was going to teach this evening. There was actually nothing I was going to teach this evening. But then I heard this phrase very strong in my spirit. Eat, for the journey is long. And you know, I don't usually have those kind of topics. (laughs) Eat, for the journey is long. Praise God. By the way, we got a lot of testimonies in camp meeting. We got a lot of testimonies in camp meeting. In fact, the testimonies are rolling in. Uh, this evening, our pastor, Pastor Christian from Asaba, sent me a testimony. When he was about to start the church, there was, a, there, was a, there was a bigger church I had gone to preach, and I took him with me. So they changed their chairs, and... They, they have like just like we have our own plastic chairs, we don't use them anymore. They changed their chairs and they had plastic chairs. So he, they don't really do anything with them. So he asked me when he was to start the church, uh, should I ask this pastor to give me chairs? I said, don't ask him. I said, trust God and pray and believe God to get chairs. Because you can't do ministry with always asking. You have to learn how to use your faith. Thank God he obeyed. He just sent me a picture and a, and, a, and, and a testimony that while we were in camp, after one of the nights and the ministrations, the pastor called him by himself now and said he should come and take 20 chairs. And so as they got back to Asaba, those chairs were ready. Amen. Amen. Now, Pastor Felix, take this, take this as a word from God. When you get to plant the work, everything you need We'll already be waiting for you in the name of Jesus. All right. So that's 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 just that. And so the Lord dropped this phrase in my heart, eat for the journey is long. And the sense with which the Lord dropped it was the fact that our destiny fulfillment in God would require a different kind of food. Not everybody fulfills their destiny in God. I need you to pay attention to what I'm saying. I'm not saying not everybody is successful. I'm saying not everybody fulfills their destiny in God or their prophetic purpose. Why they were brought to the earth. So I'd like to, to read this where it came from. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 1 to 8. Now Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. How he had killed all the prophets with the sword. He's talking about the prophets of Baal. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So may the gods do to me and even more, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. This prophet had killed all the prophets of Baal or Baal. And Jezebel sent a message that tomorrow I will make you like one of those people you have killed. This woman was bold. Sent a message. He go and tell the prophet of God. And he was afraid. This is a prophet who just killed the prophets of Baal. And this message came to Elijah. And he was afraid. Because that message carried fear. 
Listen to this. If you want to fulfill your prophetic purpose, you have to be careful what you lend your ears to. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let's say that your prophetic purpose, or what God wants you to do, is to build a business. You have to be careful when Jezebel sends a message of fear to you. It will make you recoil from your assignment. Fear will paralyze your initiative. Fear will paralyze your courage. Many people do not do the things they need to do because they have heard threatenings of fear, messages of fear. And so it goes on to say, but he, uh, and he was afraid and arose and ran for his life. The man of God doesn't want to die. And came to Bethsheba, which belongs to Judah. And he left his servant there. But he himself went, went a day's journey into the wilderness. And came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die. And said, it is enough now, O Lord. Take my life. For I'm not better than my father's. There are certain times that the situations of life will, will, will press us on every side. The challenges we might look like heroes to some people, but certain challenges in our life attempt to cripple us and attempt to put us down. And we have this mighty man of God requesting that God will kill him. In fact, this is one of the key passages in my new book for pastors called Overcoming Discouragement in Ministry. Because sometimes uh, people feel that, you know, as a minister of the gospel, you don't need encouragement. The Holy Ghost is always with you. And uh, you wonder why the apostles called Barnabas the son of consolation. And in Romans, the last chapter, Paul began to commend people who refreshed him. He said, May the Lord refresh the household of Onesiphorus, for he refreshed us. You can't talk about refreshment when you're not tired. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If there is something you must set a goal for in your life, is that the Lord will make you a son of encouragement to his ministers. In the days of adversity and in the days of weakness and discouragement. But let's, let's go on. So he lay down and slept under a juniper tree. And behold, there was an angel touching him. And he said to him, Arise, eat. Then he looked. And behold, there was at his head a bread cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Thank God for the fact that we serve a living God. And that even when the man of God was discouraged and in the wilderness and was asking for death, the Lord released angels to give him fresh bread. The Bible says it was baked on stones. The Lord did not give his servant stale bread. He gave him fresh bread. 
and God gave him water. <laughs> you can't tell how far this bread and water sustained the man of God in the wilderness. And thank God for the ministry of angels. In verse 7, it's our key verse. Then the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise, eat. The King James Version says, Eat for the journey is long. That's what the King James Version says. But all other versions or other translations would say, for instance, the New American Standard Bible would say, Arise, eat, because the journey is too great for you. The journey is too great for you. The, the journey of fulfilling purpose overwhelms people. It's not a journey you can accomplish in your own strength. Like I said, this is, this is a prophetic message. So it's not about the many scriptures. It's getting the spirit behind the message. And so he arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of that food. Forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mountain of God. I'd like to give you a picture here that I pray will help you tonight. Uh, you eat three times a day. Some of you eat twice a day. Uh, some people eat once a day. Then we have some of our brothers that eat four times a day. <laughs> then there are those who eat as they go. Once they are hungry, they eat. They don't count. Once the stomach cries for food, then they eat. Those are, those are just blessed people of a blessed God. But these men of God took one meal. And the Bible says, for 40 days and 40 nights, he went on the strength of that food. That means there was... There was substance in that food that sustained him. And if I'll summarize my message tonight, is to say that for your destiny to be fulfilled, you have to partake of a different kind of food that will sustain you. I beg you, hear my heart today and hear the heart of God for you tonight. The fulfillment of destiny requires precision, accuracy, and being very deliberate. The angel of the Lord fed him deliberately for this journey. Says it, because the journey you are about to embark on, the next phase of your ministry, regardless of the disappointment, regardless of the challenges, the next phase of your life would require you to eat a certain kind of food that can sustain you for a long time. Because the journey is too great for you. If God will use you to change this world, He will change your diet. He will change your food. He will change what you eat. 
I believe there are so many people who cannot fulfill their prophetic purpose because they are on bad spiritual diet. They're not hearing what will build them up. What a man eats will determine his health and his strength. If you decide that, well, because when you were growing up, your parents suffered a lot. They could not buy ice cream for you. Now that the Lord has blessed you, you have decided in your own power and in your own life to restore the years that the canker worm and the palmer worms have eaten. And you decide, I'm not going to eat anymore. I will live on ice cream for one year. You realize that that restoration will not be complete. You might end up meeting the Lord Jesus Christ himself personally. Why? Because for you to be healthy, you need to eat certain kinds of food. Are you following what I'm saying? A man on purpose does not eat by feelings. It's not what feels good. It is what is good. A man on purpose will not pray because it feels good. He will pray because he needs to pray. I beg you hear my heart tonight. And I pray that God will use this message to step people all over the world. To embrace the required discipline for destiny fulfillment. A destiny conscious man would endeavor to pay attention to what he feeds on. The angel was deliberate about the meal of Elijah. It was deliberate. Eat this. It says because the journey is too much. Nobody fulfills purpose with casual feeding. It's just, for instance, as you are growing, you will have to read more books to help you. If you decide, well, I don't like further mathematics, or I don't like mathematics. So what do you like? I like to read Queen Premier. And at 33 years old, you are doing up, I go. I go up. (laughs) You realize that you won't get a job. Because it's not your age that gives you a job. It's the food you have been feeding your mind. So when you go to the school and they say you're studying engineering, they will give you engineering food. You understand what I'm saying? By way of lecture. Right? If you say you're doing accounting, they'll give you accounting food by the way of lecture. Whatever you're doing, they give you whatever is required to build that. But if you say, well, mathematics is too hard, and, uh, uh, but I still want to be an engineer. They say, okay, so what do you want to study? They say, well, I think I was born to be an engineer. They said, we don't have a problem with what you think you were born to be. So what subject do you think you would study <laughs> to become an engineer? You know, I said, where well, you like Igbo. And then you like a Greek. <laughs> we used to have a joke in school in those days. If you have a good combination of a Greek and Igbo, you will make a very educated native doctor. <laughs> and so, if your destiny would require the, 
the knowledge of further mathematics, it is therefore required by the law of process that you subject yourself to the disciplines of that subject. Are you following what I'm saying? So you can come out as an engineer because anything less than that, you are going to build houses that will kill people. So your choice of food will either determine if that you're going to be a murderer or an engineer. Are you following what I'm saying? And this has no nothing to do with your feelings. It all has to do with the assignment. Eat for the journey is too much for you. No one can fulfill destiny without preparation. The weight of destiny is too much for you to fulfill it casually or without proper diet. You have to feed supernaturally. He went on the strength of that food for 40 days. The strength of the food. He arose, ate and drank and went in the strength of that food. What I, what I want you to see today is the strength of the food because the journey is long. Strength of the food. Let's, 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 let's even assume that the Lord Let's say you live up to 60. Let's, let's put it that way. Hmm? Let's say you live up to 60. And you are just 30. It means you have about 30 more years to go and to fulfill whatever God is putting in your life. Do you have the strength? Have you fed yourself to go that long? Ecclesiastes chapter 10, a very interesting story. Uh, we took this scripture very literal when we were in school. It's one of the reasons that eating early in the morning became a problem to me. You know, then we had a bit of zeal without knowledge. Uh, but it also helped us because it helped us to save money so we can finish school. So, whatever way, it worked. Ecclesiastes chapter 10. And verse 16. Woe to you. The word woe is curse. Curse. Woe to you, O land. Whose king is a lad. Is a youth. The New King James Version will say. And whose princes feast in the morning. It says, if, if the leader of your land is a young man. It says, you're cursed. Why? Because young people have all kinds of flimsy desires. And whose princes feast in the morning? Because if you are the prince of a land, when you get up in the morning, what you should be thinking about is how to create solutions, not to eat. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, are you here? That's what a prince should do. The problems of the people. Try to solve the problems of the people. Then it goes on to the next verse. It says, Blessed are you, O land, now, now it's comparing two lands here. It says a land is cursed. Now you've got to follow this now. 
The, the land is cursed not because the land naturally is cursed, but the land is cursed because of the attitude of the leaders. Because the leader is a youth and the princes feast in the morning. They don't just eat breakfast, they feast in the morning. You know, I was somewhere with my family and we were, we were eating. We, we got into the restaurant very early. We we're like the first people to get into the restaurant. And I was just telling them that, oh, in, in other places, if you come into a restaurant like this, because when we asked them what they had, they said, we have swallow. <laughs> we have rice. <laughs> we have native soup. Ah, this is nine o'clock. So I was so when, so when we go, I wanted to get. And, you know, I, so we're talking. And I said, when you go to other places and you ask for breakfast in the morning, they will say they have tea, they have sandwich, they have bread. So we joke it. your land is in this setting leaders they'll just the setting leaders seventeen Blessed are you, O land, whose king is of nobility. Look at this. Look at this one. It says, their princes, whose princes eat at the appropriate time. You remember when that angel gave, Ahab, uh, gave Elijah the food, he gave him the food at the time he was to embark on that journey. So he said, know what? Eat for the journey is much. And after eating, he arose and went for 40 days and 40 nights to the mountain of God. And, and, and Solomon says, a land is blessed when their king eats at the appropriate time for strength and not for drunkenness. You eat for strength. You eat for purpose. You are intentional about purpose. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come and talk to me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You are intent when you are feeding, the Bible says, you are feeding at the appropriate time, and then you are feeding for what? For strength. That means a man that will fulfill purpose will understand times and seasons, and a man that will fulfill purpose will understand the deliberateness of what he consumes. If you have a great journey ahead of you, then you better prepare the meal you are going to partake of. If there is a sense of purpose, the preparation is vital. In John chapter 16, verse 12, Jesus told his disciples, He says, I have many things to say to you, he said, but you cannot bear them. That means your spirit cannot consume the food I want to give to you. The capacity of your spirit cannot receive the things I want to give to you. Can your spirit bear the things God wants to reveal to you? 
Can your spirit bear the assignment that God wants to put in your life? Can your spirit... See, God wants to open doors for you. Can your spirit bear it? Have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. You are not ready. That means you can bear them later, but you cannot bear them now. Jesus preached a message. says, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And people walked away from him. But when he multiplied food and bread, everybody joined him. There are certain instructions God will give you that are required for purpose to be fulfilled. Would you walk away from those instructions? Or would you fulfill those instructions? God might be calling you to voracious study of the word because the journey is long. You know, when I was starting out in ministry, I was, I mean, I, mean, I study, I, I, still, I still study a lot, but I felt, man, I was studying, I was studying. There was nowhere to preach, I was studying. We realize today, huh? what's the greatest challenge? Having to cover time for study because then there are multiple meetings. Okay? <laughs> Body's tired. Throat is tired. We have to be on the go. Today is Wednesday. I'm teaching here. I'll get ready for Sunday. On Saturday, I'm teaching. There's a denominational church that has invited me to teach their men. One hour, 30 minutes lecture. Have to get ready for that. And a couple of. You know, people, people felt, you know, with this internet thing and all of these, there will not be a lot of. I mean. There are invitations that come. If I, it's, even, it's even more now because people who could not, who probably would not want to pay your ticket to another country before, right? Zoom has, has now, they just say, can we have a Zoom meeting? Because they know that it's cheaper, it's data. So you can have people in London inviting you, people in this thing inviting you. Okay? But what I'm trying to say is this um, the assignment is getting bigger. And will yet get bigger. And if we are going to cope with God, it's like God saying, you are running with men and you are tired. What about if you race with God? The things God wants to do in your life right now, you are almost too lazy to birth them. What about if God now wants to bring the main thing he has for you? I'll give you an example. Let me not just make it spiritual. You are running a shop. You can't put your accounts together. And then God wants you to, to own a supermarket. You, what you are just telling God is that you are not ready. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What you are telling God is what? You are not ready. In Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14. The Bible says solid food. So it distinguishes between um, baby food, desiring the milk of the word of God. That you may grow thereby. We start at the milk stage. We say, but solid food is for the mature who because of practice have their senses trained to design between good and evil. And so what you eat will help your discernment. What you partake on will help your discernment. If you go to Daniel, the book of Daniel, we all know the story of Daniel. Daniel chapter 1, when the king came and gave them those, those food, the delicacies of the king. Because that's why some people cannot fulfill purpose like the delicacies. Verse 8, but Daniel, verse 5, 
The king appointed for them a daily ration from the king's choice food, from the wine which he drank. Remember what Ecclesiastes says? He says, they don't eat for drunkenness. Hmm? You know, sometimes, you know, when you go to uh, a buffet, okay? You go to a buffet, there's food. Everywhere you go, food is lined up. Hmm? It's not like somebody serving you, you know, when you come from a place where you go for funeral, they give you jollof rice, if you stretch your hand, they can say, I, I recognize you, I've given you before. You know, when you come from that mindset, and then they now put a buffet in your front, one pan chicken. Suddenly, when you go to all those very elite places where you now see food, then you now be confused. You'll be asking, Holy Spirit, give me wisdom. <laughs> Say roasted chicken, grilled chicken, curry chicken. Chicken alone has five dimensions. Where you came from, once is chicken, is chicken, is once. Oh yeah, you have five types. And they will say lamb, they will say beef. They will, yeah. You just ask yourself, what is this Lord? Where do I start from? Something in you will be saying, take one of everything. So that you will not regret <laughs> And so you are loading, 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 loading. You know? By the time you go, you have heaps of plates. In your mind, you think you are enjoying. You know what I'm saying? Then you just see some people they'll come, they'll take one of these, take vegetables, take this, take this, eating on purpose. By the time you are done, <laughs> let's stand up, let's close. You just stretch your table like you say, God, God can answer prayer anyhow. Don't have to stand up. God is in me. Your stomach is pain in you. Constipation. You realize that the joy of what you have eaten. Is no more there. Why? Because you ate for drunkenness. You just feasted. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's the same thing with people today. Everything on the internet they consume. Everything on TV they consume. Everything on WhatsApp they consume. They are not deliberate about the choice of food, the choice of music, even the choice of preacher. Let the man hold the microphone and wear suit. They will say, hey, not, no one is bad. All knowledge you combine them, you take. You see, you see that thing of say you take the bone and leave the meat, and take the meat and leave the bone. One day you realize that before you separate the bone and the meat, your throat is paining you. Why don't you save yourself the stress? What are you looking for? Are you hearing what I'm saying? What are you looking for? A little bit of here, a little bit of here. You are confused. You don't know. Everybody's your mentor. Everybody's your teacher. No one day someone told me, say, I can even learn from a fool. I said, there are many wise people. There are many wise people. Stop all those parables that doesn't make sense. There are many wise people. Why go and learn from a fool? Sit at the feet of wisdom. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sit at the feet of wisdom. What am I saying to you tonight? Be deliberate about your food. Don't consume everything out there. Look at what Daniel said. And she be educated for three years at the end of which they were to enter the king's personal service. Look at verse 8. But Daniel made up his mind that he will not defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine which he drank. So he sought permission from the commander of the officials that he might not defile himself. Now God granted Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the commander of the officials. And the commander of the officials said, I am afraid of my lord the king who has appointed your food and your drink. 
For why should he see your faces looking more haggard than you to are your age? Remember what I told you at the beginning of the message? Your health is determined by what you eat. So the king said, you know what? If you eat, if you don't eat like other people, you will not look like them. Huh? And they look at what Daniel said. That you make me forfeit my hair to the king. But Daniel said to the verse, I wound the commander of officers appointed over Daniel. Please test your servants for ten days. And let us be given some vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be observed in your presence and the appearance of the youth who are eating the king's choice food. And deal with your servants according to what you see. So what you eat is what people will see. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What you eat is what people will say. Say, then deal with us according to what you say. So the Vasya continued, first, first 14, sorry. So he listened to them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. At the end of 10 days, their appearance seemed better and they were fatter than all the youths who have been eating the king's choice food. So the Vasya continued to withhold their choice food and the wine they were to drink and kept giving them vegetables. Now understand something. They were to eat and be fed for three years. Daniel chose his food and said, This is what we're going to eat. Because in Judaism, God had told them certain things not to eat. So when we say that Daniel shook Babylon, if you go further, you will see that the scripture says, And God gave them wisdom and intelligence. It came because they had first of all proposed in their heart. That they will not partake of the king's meal. You can't be eating everything and you expect God to give you wisdom and intelligence for destiny fulfillment. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So there must be a separation to purpose. Let me tell you in very plain language. Some of you, the Lord will begin to wake you up to pray, to pray, to pray. Sometimes you might not even know why he's waking you up. But he will wake you up to pray. He would wake you up to pray. For some of you, the Lord would say, study more. Get into the word. For some of you, the Lord would say, cut off from this. Those are spiritual meals for the journey. Praise God. Those are spiritual meals for the journey. The Lord has been calling, calling me personally to a time of fasting and prayers. And as I see things going on, I begin to realize why God is Calling me into that season. Daniel chose his food. I have these three statements here and I'd like you to write them down. Because we're going to spend time, a bit of time tonight to ask God to help us. Praise God. Come and I said, praise God. Because I don't know what God has in store for you. And I'm not talking about blessings. I'm talking about the purpose that God has in store for you. Number one, purpose is restrictive. Purpose will restrict you. Purpose will restrict you. <laughs> Yesterday, we were in the hotel getting ready to come to this morning. And they were playing a Champions League match. Uh, it was Liverpool versus uh, Real Madrid. You know, because sometimes people think that success... Once you have it, you have it. It's not true. And so my son said, oh, they're playing the Champions League match. I said, yes. I said, but I have school assignments. Because purpose is restrictive. 
to watch the match and fail my school is to pay more. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I have to repeat that course. I have to pay school fees again. And if any of them win the Champions League, they will not remember that a man of God failed his exam because he spent time with them. Not a dollar will come to my account. So, so wisdom tells me that that is not what I should be partaking of. So purpose will restrict you. It's not that the choices will not be there. You will just know. I think we uploaded our camp meeting messages on the church website. Go there please. If you were not in camp meeting, download those messages and listen to them. Listen to Mark's session on Greece in the marketplace. He talked about a lot of things regarding the issue of priority. Priority. If you want to fulfill purpose in God, prioritize prayer. It cannot just be prayer before you go to bed so that they will not kill you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you do that, you can't fulfill major purpose in God. Five minutes before you go to bed, oh Father, I thank you today. You have seen us go out, you have seen us come in. Lord, as we're about to enter the bed and cover ourselves, you, the God that cover people, cover us. <laughs> you know, when people pray those prayers, they will not give God, you know, they will be able to give God all kinds of names <laughs> to suit what they want. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's when they, they will just remember, oh, the God who never sleeps, no slumber. Because in, in their mind, they want to sleep now. So the one who never sleeps, no slumber. Don't slumber on duty. And I remind God who he is. <laughs> then I like the one that ends on prayer. I say, when we wake up in the morning, we will give you all the praise and glory. <laughs> so if we don't wake up, the praise and glory we have to give to you, we will keep it from you. Interesting. When I lived with my grandmother, my grandmother prayed, prayed some very interesting prayers. It's now that those prayers, I'm just feeling like, ah, but thank God God answered them. If you are going to be praying those kind of prayers, you know that God cannot commit the destiny of nations in your hands. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Those are not prayers for people who want to touch nations. God bless our going it and come, going out and coming. You know, those are not... Uh, not uh, <laughs> the Bible says about Epaphras, Colossians chapter 4, that he labored fervently in prayers that the saints would stand in the will of God. The, look at this. I, I have a message on Epaphras. You can go listen to it on the website. Look at this. The man was laboring in prayers that other people would stand in the will of God. If God is to open doors for people to go and reach these people, who will God open doors for? Open doors for Epaphras. A time must come in the kingdom where your personal life is not your concern. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's good. You pray that prayer. But your daily prayers is not just you, your family. No. You will begin to pick up burdens of the saints, burdens of nations, burdens of people. And if God can begin to trust you with that, He will begin to open certain doors to you, certain dimensions to you. This includes your business. I'm not talking about ministry. Because the businesses that God is putting in your hands also, God wants it to go global. And you know, a business is not global because He has websites. It's part of the things, but there are many people who have websites that nobody is buying anything from. Say, where's your web? You now begin to give you a name. The name is too long. You, you can't even remember it. Even the man can't remember his own website. He said, give me a moment. He now gives you a card. 
So being global is not just uh, is not writing global. I've even seen people who started churches and then they put the church Manzano Global Church. And you know today people also think things are global because I mean if I go on Facebook Live now, somebody in Asia will listen to me. Somebody in Philippines will listen to me. Somebody in Kenya will listen to me. So in that sense we all think that we are an international ministry. The way you will know that you are an international ministry is two, two things. Number one, when you go to those nations, if those people will come for your meeting. Because some of them, they just put it there and they are frying, 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 uh, frying pancake and you are talking there. They are not taking notes of what you are teaching. You know the way it is. They tell you 1,000 views and you think that 1,000 people start to view what you are saying. Or when you hold a meeting, whether those people are willing to pay their fare to come, that's when you will know that you have really begun to do what? To touch the nations. What am I encouraging you to, to engage in tonight? Purpose is intentional. Purpose is deliberate. What will your journey require you to feed on? I like to say this. We are not growing younger in any sense of the word. This is the time for laser beam focus. This is the time for extreme intentionality. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We cannot play anymore because God is counting on us. Heavens are waiting on us. Our world is waiting for us. Are you following what I'm telling you tonight? There are things God wants to birth on the earth that is looking for laborers. And the strength of our food, what is the length or how far can what you are eating now, how far can it go? Hmm? How far can it go? <laughs> how far can it go? kids out to buy reading books for them. We walk into this bookshop and then my daughter sees this this puppet thing that you put your hand in. You know they put it in form of a book and then they brought the puppet outside. You saw that puppet thing and you put your hand instead and he's doing kill, kill, kill. <laughs> and then we bought reading book, we bought everything. She says she wants that one. We say no, that's not your age. He said, no, she still wants that one. So I told him, mom, I said, regardless of all these large books you have bought, puzzle, everything, if that one is not inside, you realize that you wasted your time. So we picked it. You know, it was sealed, because these people are wise. It was sealed. So in your mind, you also be thinking, yeah, maybe something, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and after paying, you now remove it. And discover that the whole thing is three thick cardboard and perfect. <laughs> but you know that if she lives on that, she won't develop. It will make all the noise, it will give her phone, she will enjoy it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What? But then. And then when she brought it out, every time she's pressing the thing and he's making that noise, the brother will say, Ah, he's disturbing me. Why? Because at his age, that should not be giving him joy. If at his age, they press that and say, when you finish pressing, let me press. You now realize that. 
You now realize that you have big, big work in your hands. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because the higher you go, certain things shouldn't catch your fancy. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Certain things should not, they shouldn't catch your fancy. You are stretching for the higher things of life. It's not even like you are missing out. And that's what happened to Daniel. And I would like to close by saying this. You know what Daniel began to do? Daniel would take his time and read the prophecy of Jeremiah and go before God and say, God, your prophet said this captivity ought to end in 70 years. Do it again. You know what's happening? In Daniel, God found a man who he could use. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, if all of us were taken to captivity, for instance, and they now, they now, I'm now working in the king's palace. Do you think I'll be praying that we should, be, we should go out from captivity? When, before we came to captivity, I didn't know where our king was. Then I'm now in captivity. I'm now head of administration in captivity. You, all your love, you will tap into my grace. Why, why should we live here? Because sometimes the way the enemy blinds us from our prophetic purpose is to give us a little bit of success that makes us feel that we have arrived. And God wants to do something bigger than making you a success. God wants to make you significant. God wants to make you influential. God wants the things that comes out of you to change the world and change the nations of the earth. And if we are going to be the people whom God is going to trust with this assignment, saints of God, we have to look beyond ourselves. We have to look beyond our family. We have to look beyond our children. We have to look to the greater purposes of God in the nations of the earth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have to look beyond starting a business so you can build a house. To looking into the community and starting a business that can eradicate something in the society. There's two ways to think about it. Two ways to think about it. I want to challenge you tonight. We've entered the second quarter of the year. Don't waste it. There are no more excuses. Nobody can even use coronavirus as an excuse anymore. No, a lot of people last year. Ah, this year, if not for Corona, oh, all the things are planned. <laughs> the vaccine is out. Go and take it and go to work. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And again, if you want to hide on that mark of the beast, <laughs> your journey will be long. I want to challenge you tonight. Let's be on our feet. We're going to just pray one prayer tonight. And all of you who are still streaming, just keep on. We're going to just pray one prayer tonight. Lord, give me the discipline required for a greater level of purpose. Can we lift our voice and pray that prayer? Lord, I'm asking the discipline of time 
says you eat at the appropriate time we pray father god in the name of jesus that you will give me the discipline of time you will help me god and then the discipline of the things that i consume oh god i pray there's this burden in my heart there's this burden in my heart there's this burden in my heart there's this burden in my heart. My wife, just step on the keyboard, get the mic, sing something, play something. Just keep the live streaming on until we're done completely. Pray in your house. We have about 10 minutes. They're about to pray. There's a burden in my heart that there is more. There's a cry in my heart that there is more. While the worship is going on, don't focus on the song. Let him just minister before the Lord while you pray. Please pray, pray. There is a heaviness in my spirit that there is more to your life. There is more to this church on this island. Lift your voice and pray. 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 There is so much on this island. KDCC Church is not just hopeful that we can gather and have nice words here. We need to reach this community. Our voice needs to be heard. That business that God has given to you, it can grow. You can employ people. There is more to that assignment. Let's not be content with where we are in that sense. Lift your voice and pray. Just pray. Just pray. Don't focus on the song. Just pray. Just pray. Just pray. Just pray. Just pray. Just pray. Just Let this thing in my hands grow, Lord. Let this thing in my hand grow. Oh God. Lift your voice and pray. Cause my voice to hit the nations. Grant me utterance. Let the messages I preach have recourse in the nations of the earth. Oh God, let there be signs, wonders, and miracles in my hands, oh God. Let the miracles of God flow through the teaching of God's word. Can we pray together for a few more minutes? Pray, just pray.
Just pray, just pray, just pray. Just pray. Eat for the journey is long. Eat for the journey is long. Lord, what should I eat? What should I partake of? What should I feed on? Oh my God. States in these nations want our voice to be heard. No, you can't remain like this. You can't remain like this. You can't remain like this. Let it be a holy anger stirred up. My God, tonight. You can fund missions more. Oh, God can use you to plan a church. God can use you to start a business. God can use you to influence people. Let's not live for ourselves. Oh, God. John Knox prayed a prayer. I said, God, give me Scotland or I die. I wasn't asking for many things. John Knox had the boldness to ask for Scotland. Keep me Scotland or I die. Keep me Scotland or I die. Keep me Scotland or I die. We need to grow beyond what we need for ourselves. Who is asking for this island? Who is asking for the neighborhood? Who is asking for Nigeria? Are you asking for the educational sector in Nigeria? Are you asking for the health sector in Nigeria? You know our church can actually grow more than this. There are many who need to hear this truth. Who will go to the hedges and the byways and get them to come? Who will go to the hedges and the byways and get them to come? There is a burden in my heart. There's more to do. There's more to do. We've talked about the fake. We've talked about the false. It's time to build the new. Oh, we are not going to be armchair critics in the house of God. In the name of Jesus. I'd like you to pray a simple prayer as we wrap up our prophetic service this evening. That God will give you the grace to pay the price required for destiny to be fulfilled. Saints of God, sometimes this price will be that you would wake up at night to read. You will wake up at night to write. You know, a few days ago, I was thinking about something. And, and part of this thing is the things that God is dealing with me about. And I was thinking about something and God asked me, he said, what's one of the greatest influences that you have in your ministry? And I said, the books to pastors. I mean, my, my books are, I, I write more for pastors than even church members. And, and the Lord put it in my heart. He says, what about if you brought that as a priority in your daily activity? What if you brought that up? Praise God. What if that book that is changing the lives of pastors become important to you? These are the things I'm talking about. It's a price. It's a price to wake up at night to write. 
you're going to ask God for grace to pay the price required. Paul says, I'm what I am by the grace of God. But he says, but I labor, not me, but the grace. And you can see that two-thirds of the New Testament was written by Paul. Since you know what it means to write letters from prison in those days. First Corinthians, Second Corinthians. He wrote, he wrote letters to pastors. Timothy, Titus. He wrote to Philemon. Are you following what I'm saying? Come on, are you following what I'm saying in this service tonight? What will it take to pay the price to fulfill purpose? The question I want us to answer tonight, like those four lepers, why sit we here and die? What about if we pray more? What about if we write more? What about if we teach more? What about if we do more meetings? Most of us were in the camp meeting. And we saw the power of God and the glory of God and the word of God manifested. What about if we didn't do it? If we didn't press? If we didn't go for it? Hallelujah. Lord, give me the price. Give me the grace, sorry. To pay the price required to fulfill the prophetic purpose you have for my life. Can we lift up our voice and just pray that prayer? I know it's tough. Eat for the journey is long. Feed yourself for the journey is long. There's a burden in my heart tonight that I hope by the grace of God I've been able to unleash on you. That God wants to do more in your life. And after Jezebel threatened Elijah, and Elijah said, kill me, I don't need to leave. He went to the wilderness praying for God to kill him. An angel woke him up and says, it's for the journey is long. And we know how God used them. It doesn't matter how discouraged you are tonight. God is using this message to tap you and say, get up from that discouragement. It's for the journey is long. It's for the journey is long. This is not your resting place. Get into the word so I can use you. Get into prayer so I can use you. Get up and be disciplined. Let's get this job done. So that the earth will be as heaven is. Can we ask God to give us the grace? One more time. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray for God to give us the grace. To fulfill destiny and to fulfill purpose. Let's pay the price required for the next level of our lives. Let's pay the price required for the next phase of our lives. Let's pay the price required. Say It's what you are told. You what you are told. Yeah. 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 Direction will be clear. Precision will be clear. Ah, there is a weight of glory in your life that will be unleashed. Your weight. It's been there. It's been cooking. It's been boiling. It's been boiling.
Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.